0: She was the most glorious creature Under the sun Thais,
1: Dubarry, Garbo Rolled into
0: one uh, Lydia, oh Lydia, say have you met Lydia Lydia the tattooed lady she has eyes that folks adore, so, and a torso, even more so. Lydia, oh, Lydia, that encyclopedia, oh, Lydia, the queen of tattoos.
1: Hey, everybody, Legs Malone here. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Lunch with Legs. That was Groucho Marx singing Lydia the Tattooed Lady, and it is very apt because I interviewed a hell of a tattooed lady for today's episode. She is known as Marisa the Tattooed Lawyer. Um, There are reasons that I uh, am loath to reveal. Well, no, not really. But... I actually cannot reveal her last name uh, on the podcast, but if you visit her website, you will learn all about her, including her last name and so much more. Before we get to the interview, I just want to invite you guys to be in touch with us. Email us at lunchwithlegs at com If you have any ideas for the show, if you have any thoughts about the show, if you want to Share your opinions and your thoughts with us. By all means, please email us. And uh, when we start getting a steady stream of emails, I might just do read or mail. I don't know. That's an idea that's kind of exciting to me. But again, that's up to you guys. So please do be in touch. Also, on our website, on the blog page, on legsmalone.com, there is now a portal to Amazon. I was a big girl and got myself an intern. And uh, she went ahead and got me a portal and I am so deeply, deeply grateful to her, uh, as well as Amazon for having this amazing service. If you go onto the blog page, which is is at legsmalone.com backslash lunch with legs, you will see an image of Joe Weldon's book, The Burlesque Handbook. If you click on that, you will go to Amazon. And anything you buy, again, this is to the best of my knowledge, we have, this is the first time I'm advertising it, first time we're seeing if this thing really works, but if you go there, if you buy the burlesque handbook, hell, if you buy anything else on Amazon, they will give us a kickback a very small portion of uh, the proceeds from your purchase. And again, we do have our donate button on the blog, but if you want to help us uh, keep bringing you quality podcasts and hopefully buy new microphones along, well, with a new computer, but we'll stick to the microphones for now. (laughs) By all means, please, please, please use the Amazon portal. I, both myself and Dave, will and do thank you for doing so. Anyway, on with the show. I am so, so, so excited to bring our guest to your ears tonight or today, whatever time of day you're listening to this episode. Um, She is someone who I have wanted to interview, and I know I say this pretty much about every single guest that I've had so far on the podcast. But this one, Miss Marisa, she is a pistol. And this is one of the best episodes that I think we've recorded yet. Marisa is an attorney practicing here in New York City, but she is also an aficionado of tattoos and tattoo culture, uh, as well as being a heavily tattooed lady. For any of you uh, who are listening who happen to be women, as well as women who put their bodies on display, be it through burlesque, be it through modeling, be it through anything else, hell, even guys, uh, we have some super cool conversations, and I just... Ugh, I'm just going to get out of my own way so you guys can listen to this. So please enjoy this interview. Pour yourself a cup of something good. I personally prefer tea, but hey, if you want a little booze or something else, knock yourselves out. Do whatever it does, do whatever it is rather that is going to make you feel comfortable and feel good because this is a podcast not to be missed. Ladies and gentlemen, Marisa, the Tattooed Lawyer. Lunch with Legs. Marisa, my darling, how are you? I am wonderful. Even more wonderful because I'm staring
0: at your gorgeous face. Bless your heart.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, I'm so happy that we are having this interview. This has been a long time coming. So thank you so, so, so much. Um, I am sure I'm going to be recording the introduction after this, so I will be sure to be telling our listeners about your... Brilliant attorney skills here in NYC, but most importantly, your encyclopedic and extensive knowledge and experience with tattoos and tattoo culture. Um, You have authored how many books now?
0: Right now, I lost track. I've authored. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I've authored these five. Monster hardcovers uh, for a German publisher called Edition Royce, and they are uh, focused on different tattoo genres. These books are like ten pounds each, so they're they're you know that's why I'm my arms my are, are so buff. <laughs> I mean, I wish all of you out there could just see what a buff <laughs> Amazon I am. So they focus on different tattoo genres, such as you know pop art and uh, abstract art and and tribal art. Um, and I and I love them, and I modeled them after kind of like my law books because I love my law books, even if they're they're out of date. I mean, they're just they have this gravitas to them, mm-hmm. you know, and, they, and they're beautiful. So I always kept my law books, and I wanted to do something that was very serious about tattooing in that same realm. So these books are monsters, and then I edited a book um, for Abrams Publishing, which is an art uh, art publisher here in the U.S. called Tattoo World, and that was a lot of fun too. And those have. Various genres in in one little book, so it's been really fun. I um, I'm making, I'm making my professors at Columbia Journalism really proud. <laughs> <laughs> my friends are off in Afghanistan, and you know, and they're wow. writing about wars, and all, all my friends are doing very, very serious journalism, and uh, and I'm writing about tattoos. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty serious <laughs> stuff. But I love it. I love it. I see it. I. I do it because I'm I I I love it like I geek out about it. I see tattooing as an art form. I mean, when I first started getting tattoos, uh, keep in mind that tattooing was banned in New York City until 1997. What? Yes, I know. People, a lot of people don't know this. It was in the 1960s there was a hepatitis scare which they blamed on tattooing and it was a very bad, uh, you know, study. It really wasn't about tattooing. It was about drug and, and prison culture. But anyway. So they banned tattooing in the city. I mean, tattooing always took place, but it was more underground. You know, you had to know who to talk to. You rang the right button and you got in. You had to know somebody. Um, So I started hanging out in tattoo shops as a teenager. And I didn't get tattooed actually until, uh, actually, until law school. Um, but again, but that was in the early nineties. So my, it's very funny that I started my law, you know, my entrance into law at the same time uh, as my entrance into tattooing, being a tattooed person. Um, so becoming a lawyer and doing things illegal seemed to go hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) So my first three tattoos were all illegal tattoos, (laughs) really, all obtained here in New York City. Yeah, here in New York City. So, um, and then in 1997, when they lifted the ban, it was just like everybody just put a sign back, you know, on their windows, and and then it it became above ground. But it's always to me, I mean, there's a sexiness to that, you know, going to an underground shop, and but I always saw it as an art form, and Mm -hmm. so that's what that's kind of like. My thing.
1: I mean, tattoos have been around for century millennia.
0: Millennia, absolutely. Yeah, there, there,
1: there was a there was a cor- um, a body found. Somewhere and it, the the mummy
0: was so well preserved and you could see the ink in the skin on the face it 's amazing there's there 's a number of mummies have, that have been found, and they 're just the the more discoveries that are made they 're dating back older and, and older and older I mean when we talk about millennia we 're talking about you know um, the three thousand years BC uh, even even longer than that oh my uh, and it, exactly because they are preserved in um, in ice or, the, or you know they 're mummified. Uh, and so that it preserved their skin, and uh, it's interesting because some of the mummies possess um, tattoos on kind of like their acu- on acupuncture points, you know. Really? So they were so a lot of tattoos were seen as um, therapeutic, and then uh, but then it's wonderful to see really decorative tattoos on these on these mummies on these skins, and uh, and really not just lines and. And, and markings, but r- real, actual, uh, you know, decorative tattooing, you know, uh, objects and animals, and so this wow. is, so when everybody, you know, when people talk about tattooing being a trend, I'm like, yeah, it's a trend that spanned millennia, <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's a trend for the human race. For the so. human <laughs> race, you know? It's a trend. Wow. I think it's, I, think, I mean, there are trends in what's popular design-wise yes but and, and and you see that uh but in terms of tattooing itself I, I believe i just remember like the first time i saw uh you know photos of tattoos it was just like ugh. it, it was like this it was almost like a visceral reaction mm. to it uh and and i was very very young so i think almost there's almost like this tattoo gene in a way where some people are just so it's just so ingrained in them that they that they're attracted to it, that they want it, that that's the way they want to adorn themselves and express themselves. So, again, while there are trends artistically, I, I, I almost get insulted when people say, oh, it's just a trend, it'll, it'll fade. Because to me, I feel it's always been a part of me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how how old were you when you first were exposed to tattoos? It's, it's funny, I can't remember you know I've I've told people the story about finding like National geog- Geographics and seeing tattooed women in them and being very attracted to it I can't remember uh, exactly how old I was at that time but then there's also the joke uh, it's not really, it's actually the honest truth, which is I always loved tattooed boys as a teenager. So so there's all, there's, I'd like to think of myself as a very mature young lady, you know, who just looked at National Geographic and be, became fascinated <laughs> with the art form. But I think while, how I leapt into tattooing, like head first, was this haughty skater. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> like oh my you're cute you know and i was always like the nerd girl so it, you know i never wanted i never wanted to be the rebel myself i was never really a rebel mm-hmm. um but i just i loved it i love those boys so oh my god <laughs> and i have to
1: say you are you are beautifully and extensively tattooed um and i i have to say i mean i had many many reasons for wanting to interview you but one of them i mean myself being a burlesque performer and Having, I mean, I have four very small tattoos. I definitely want more, um, but for me personally, I feel that I... I mean, I'm very fortunate to work in films occasionally, and tattoos are a big... Like, that's a big uh, deterrent for a lot of them Mm -hmm. because covering up tattoos take a lot of time. I mean, even my tiny ones, which are basically the size of a silver dollar, um, take a solid 20 minutes minimum to cover up. So it can be problematic. Yes. Um, But that being said, I mean... I, I just, oh, my God. I want to be like, yeah, I, I know certainly by the age of 60, I am going to have at least one sleep, minimum.
0: <laughs> minimum. Well, you know, tattoos last, what is it, a life in six weeks.
1: Ah, <laughs> I've never
0: heard that before. I love that. So you have plenty of time. Well,
1: we were we were also talking about, um, a little bit before about, I mean, certainly being a woman, being tattooed, and the body as sort of public property or I don't know if that's necessarily the correct term to use, but where people, I mean, certainly as an often naked woman walking Mm -hmm. around crowds going around for tips, selling raffles, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, people may feel entitled to touch me, although they thankfully, God, thank God that does not happen super often. However, I do know that tattooed women get touched a lot
0: absolutely and you had something happen to you it's it's funny because i get touched a lot and it's it's happened many many times but most recently um last weekend in fact i was at uh i was at a club with some girlfriends of mine not a place that i would normally go to but you know it was somebody's birthday and uh and some guy just i was sitting at the bar and I feel my arm being tugged. No one didn't come up to ask me, didn't even say hello. My arm was being tugged and moved around, and what? yes, he was like, "I wish I wish your people could see this." <laughs> he was just turning twisting my arm around to see i have I have two full sleeves and I, i'm I'm fully covered pretty much um or I'm moving towards being fully covered, but anyway, I was my sleeves were shown, and he was just examining my body. And then I pulled my hand away. I said, what are you doing? And he was so, he was just like, what? I like it. It's pretty, you know? And I'm like, you can't, I said, I said, I made a joke. I'm like, it's a visual art, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you can admire it from afar. You do not have to touch. I'm like, why are you touching me? I'm a stranger, you know? And, And without even, without even saying hello. And then he was like, I don't understand what your problem is. I said I liked it, so at that point I was so angry. I um, I in self defense and unintentionally. (laughs) (laughs) Lawyer alert! Lawyer alert! (laughs) (laughs) In self defense, I (laughs) I took his arm and did it ex- and did what he did to me I twisted it around and I said do you like this is it comfortable for you do you like someone grabbing you and 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 touching you like this and then purely accidentally I punched him in the eye with his own hand Oh, <laughs> oh dear what a terrible and accident I, I was like whoopsie <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and, and then, and then of course he became enraged and, and went after me, like went, uh, went charged. He actually what? kicked, he tried to kick the barstool from out underneath me. The and heck? then, and then I, and then I was like, I, I, I didn't respond. I sat there quietly and I was like, and I just looked at him like, really? And then he went to, he went to like lunge at me again. And then out of nowhere, you know. Um, this amazing bouncer just, like, swoops him up, you know, oh and, like, escorts him out and everything like that. And I said, you know, and everybody was, like, kind of in shock. And uh, and, and then I said, I, and my sister was there, and she's like, he touched you, didn't he? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, why does that always happen? And my sister's not tattooed, and she's fascinated by the fact that, I, I believe what you said is correct, tattooed women's bodies – uh, are treated as public space mm. so often. And you put alcohol into that mix and where people kind of lose their inhibitions and they feel, um, that it's fine to touch you because they like it or they think it's pretty. I'm like, I have a good rack too. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> yes, you do. Thank you. I wish you, I wish you could all see that as well. But, <laughs> but, you know, you shouldn't be touching it because you like it. And, yeah. um, so, but, but it's funny because this is not a new conversation. Among tattooed women, it's something mm-hmm. we talk about a lot. I think that um, there are many reasons behind it. I think because you know, yes, we get tattooed for personal reasons, but I get tattooed because I like the way I look in it as well. And I actually, as I get older and as my body changes, I'm I'm, four, I'm I'll be 41 on Friday. Yoo-hoo. Um And, and I love I go. I love getting older. I absolutely love it because I'm less stupid. But you know, <laughs> uh, but but you know, your body changes and you don't have that. It, you know and the rack is lower <laughs> and um so one way i feel really beautiful as as i get older is i get i get tattooed and i and i get mm. it for adornment so yes there is and i and i do it because i like the way i look in it and then i also like you know the reaction uh, that i get at sometimes although you cannot choose when and where you get that reaction from who Indeed. you know Uh, not six o'clock in the morning on the treadmill in the gym. I don't want to be talking about my tattoos, (laughs) you know, but, um, but at the same time, um, it's why I love tattoos also because they, uh, create conversations and I've met wonderful people through Mm -hmm. them, but going back, um, so there's this idea that if you're decorating yourself in that way, you're doing it for me, you're doing it for I mean, the general public may think, well, why are you getting tattooed then? Uh, you're doing this because you want attention. Uh, so there's that natural, uh, not natural. Um, but some people may feel entitled. Well, if you're doing this for attention, then I'm giving you attention. Um, I think it's also the idea that, uh, tattooed women are loose, you know, Mm. um, there's something very sexual about tattooing. I mean, there's an opening up of the skin. There's an intimacy created between the artist and client. Um, you know, it's funny because when I wear, in the summertime, if I'm wearing a bathing suit or whatever, people react to the fact that, you know, my hips are tattooed and mm. my back and my belly and, like, close to all these intimate parts. And, mm. uh, you know, people have gotten excited by the fact that someone was, you know, touching all these different parts of my body. And um, so it's it's fetishized in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because, also, I think because of that, there's also that entitlement while well, your body... Um, belongs to everybody else because you've you've done that, no. um, and I think that's the hardest thing. I don't think people should be punching other people with. <laughs> no, their no, eyes. agreed, agreed. Unless it is in self defense. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think that, that idea, but the point you know, needs to be made. You yeah, know? <laughs> actually,
1: I mean that the, the the concept of you know the female body as public space is. I mean, a very timely discussion. I don't think it's a discussion that's happening enough, mm-hmm, Absolutely. Um, you know, in the broader sphere of life, of culture, of society. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm flashing back when you were saying, you know, how people are like picking up and touching you. Like, I mean, I have two very tiny tattoos and people have come up to me and just mm-hmm. touched them. Right. It's like, What? Like, what what
0: the fuck are you doing? (laughs) But I can only
1: imagine, I mean, some women, especially in the burlesque scene, are very heavily tattooed. Right. And add that to, you know, the sort of celebratory nature of, you know, I'm going to remove my clothing for your entertainment and my pleasure as well, um, because nobody does burlesque, you know, people do burlesque because they love it. Right. Um, Absolutely. And they get tattoos because they love it, and beautiful tributes and, you know, homages, and... You know, it's incredible, and it's just – it's unbelievable how pe- some people, primarily guys, although it does happen absolutely with women, and for some reason I get more shocked when women do it. So it's <laughs> like just because we have the same <laughs> private parts does not mean that we are like sisters. Like, don't fucking touch me. Um, but, I, I mean, that that's something that is –
0: I, mean, I, I feel it's, it's that's a discussion that needs to be happening on a much greater level. I, I, I agree. Oh my God! I just I, you mentioned women touching you. I had this great. <laughs> it was a really funny uh, experience. Uh, like I said, my back is tattooed. So I, I was I was working. Um, I, I lived and I worked in um, in Belgium for about eight mm. years. So uh, I worked in an a American law firm in Brussels. So they gave so we were in this kind of like they gave us like this fancy gym membership. So here I am in like this like very so it was all like you know. I, I you gotta understand I'm like a dive bar girl, like you know, like i like I can do the prison workout in the park, you know, but anyway, they put us in this fancy gym with like all these diplomats, whatever, and uh so I'm coming out of the shower after working out, and I feel so I'm naked and I feel this like finger run down my back, <laughs> and then, like I'm like, what and I like turn around, and there's this and there's this woman, and um she was horrified. She she was just like, tesole, tesole. She was like, so sorry. She goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She said, I do not know what came over me. She's like, I saw it and I had to touch it. Whoa. <laughs> she was an older woman and she was, and you could tell like a little bit stodgy and, uh, but she was horrified by her own behavior, but she couldn't, Help it so I and I was I was laughing because she was so shocked. I, I couldn't even be shocked at it because she was so shocked at herself, <laughs> and um, it was so funny. But it, I think that was actually one of the first experiences of me getting touched, you know, in the shower. Oh my god, by an older woman who harmed by <laughs> herself power, exactly. <laughs> um, so I mean, it, tattoos are. Uh, I mean, there's so much magic and fascination surrounded by it. So it's natural. I think that people are attracted to it in, in many different ways. But, um, but yeah, the touching thing's got to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> now, you write extensively on your blog, Needles and Sins, which I love Thank reading. You.
1: Um, have you written at all about that?
0: I have. Um, I've written about it, and I've actually um, – Uh, lectured about it and uh there's this great book uh by Margot mifflin called bodies of subversion and it's Mm -hmm. about the history of tattooed women so Margot and i uh kind of have um we're doing like this two women show you know on at the
1: amazing
0: so uh maybe about and last year at the brooklyn museum uh at the center for feminist art we did a talk on uh tattooed women and then we wrote and we uh talked about women tattooed women throughout the ages um, but also these issues today so we talked about the touching issue and everything like that and then on March 6th, at powerhouse books in Dumbo we'll also be uh, giving the talk about tattooed women oh, um, where this uh, this will uh, these issues will rise and then we're going to also have very prominent female tattoo artists talking about their craft and their also um, uh, their struggles and triumphs as as female tattooers um so wow. I love talking about this because there really isn't enough discourse on it. You don't really... There's so many feminist issues that arise um, with female tattooed bodies, but they haven't really been given um, kind of uh, enough pages uh, in uh, feminist discourse about it. So, I mean, I'm not an academic... Um, but I live it. So, uh, and that's why I love talking with Margot because she has a very, she's an academic. So she comes at it from that perspective and offers some wonderful, um, you know, context and insight. And I can talk about, like, so yeah, I was at a, you know, I was at a club (laughs) and I punched some dude. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: you provide some more real world grit
0: to the discussion. I'm like a born and raised Brooklyn girl, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got it. God bless it. God bless it. Um, so, yeah, so I love having these conversations, and I want to have more of them. Um, we definitely talked about it on the blog, and what's really wonderful is uh, a lot of the response from men mm. um, who are very supportive and who you know we'll say yeah you know i saw a friend of mine getting touched and i don't get touched like that you know they do but not to the same extent and not even not as aggressively um and also a lot of the discussion is how tattooed women are portrayed in our own media in our own industry media oh. when i started getting tattooed heavily tattooed and i started i, I mean i i was in a lot, and I am in a lot of uh, tattoo magazines, not as an author, but for my work and uh, from you know the your, your work Your tattoos my, are
1: absolutely gorgeous.
0: Thank you. My, uh, I've been tattooed by a lot of people, but my bodysuit is um, largely by uh, Daniel Di Mattia mm-hmm. of Calypso Tattoo in Belgium. He's my ex-husband, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're still very good friends, and he still tattoos me. And um, so you know, I've always been in magazines showing off his work, you know, and uh, and. You know, it's funny because I didn't start getting heavily tattooed till my 30s and continuing now in my 40s. And I always used to say, you know, tattoo magazines were great because where else is like... You know, a five foot tall, you know, uh, <laughs> funny looking redhead gonna be, you know, gonna be on a cover of a magazine, you know? Like, it, it, I just said, oh, the tattoo gods are smiling on me because we celebrate all these different bodies, you yeah. know, but different bodies of color, of natural color and tattooed color, you know? And the sad part is with like the popularity and the, the commodification of tattooing by the mainstream, the art, our, our media, has gone that way as well. You want to sell more magazines? You put a hot chick on the cover. It's always been that way. I mean, tattoo magazines have, but it was—you saw a very different, um, di- very different women back then, and now it's gone back to—they have to be young and very thin. They have to be sucking on their finger. oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you <know>? oh Jesus! <laughs> and I, I think, I think you could do sexy, um, and I think you can show beautiful. You know, tattooed bodies in various stages of undress in a way that's respectful to the art and a way that's respectful to the women. Um, I don't think a lot of our media. I mean, there are exceptions, but do that. So these conversations need to be had in our community, in the tattoo community, and we have to call them out on it. I mean, I used to write for a lot of tattoo magazines and you know even when there was this i mean i wrote misogyny i'll even say it you know in in these magazines and i used to say well i'm writing for them because i can actually you know they'll, i'll do interviews with female tattoo artists and i'll bring bring that perspective and a lot of these magazines let me do whatever i wanted so i can bring that voice and everything but in the end i'm like no one's really reading what i'm writing they're looking at the 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 naked photos and um so i I, playboy everybody looks at the photos they all read the articles exactly but actually we we get playboy in this house and we actually read the articles and they're good from what i understand and they are good you know (laughs) um but that's another thing like that's the whole thing like uh, i consider myself like uh you know uh, we like for example brian and i get playboy in this house like i i'm you know friends with you know, so many uh, amazing performers, and and, uh, so I, you know, people always say, well, if you're having feminist discussions like this, you must be a prude. I'm like, I'm the least prudish person you can imagine, but just, you know, like, you know, and especially on the internet, if you're anonymous, they'd be like, oh, you know, she's got something stuck up her butt because she doesn't like the way women are portrayed. I'm like, no, I don't like the way women are portrayed. It has nothing to do with, you know, my attitude sexually or anything like that. I also think, You know, you can be a feminist and and like, you know, and like erotica and, 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 you know, and and all these things. And uh, so it's very interesting how I've been, I would even say, yeah, I've been bashed. I mean, like on the Internet, everybody can bash anybody um, for for being almost like a tight ass, you know, because I'm raising these issues. And there's like a lot of negativity when you start calling people out on stuff. Um, But... Listen, I'm a lawyer. I've been the worst things in the world have been said. I'm like, dude, bring it. <laughs> I will fuck your shit up. I was like, I am, I am trained to argue for a living. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Fucking hell,
1: that's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, God, there's, it's, this is such a, it's such a juicy conversation because there's so many aspects of, I mean, all of this that are being raised. It's like my, my, I have like question log in my head. It's like, (laughs) oh my God, what wants to come out first? Um, But I'd love to, um, I mean, one of the things I know I definitely wanted to touch on um, was the issue of um, copyright. Mm. And sorry, there's a little audio buzz. I don't know what's going on. Um, There is um, the, for instance, the whole Mike Tyson ta- face tattoo that got co-opted by The Hangover, and if I remember if I remember this correctly, the artist sued the movie company, yeah. and in fact delayed the release as a result. Was that correct?
0: Uh, they didn't end up. This is like the juiciest tattoo copyright case. I love it. You really want me to talk about this? I, uh, yeah. no, I,
1: I And the reason was, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little preface to it. The reason I want to do this is because a lot of women I know in the burlesque community, and even some men, but primarily the women, have very distinctive tattoos who really, you know, it, they are synonymous with their image. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially down the line, like if they go into a movie or if they open up a line of merchandise where they're selling images on themselves with the tattoos on them I mean I I have never heard any personally any stories about people uh, tattooers taking issue with that but I've also heard other you know copyright rights owning the rights to various images be they tattooed or photographic or visual of uh, you know of another genre um, so anyway that's I just wanted to put a little intro to that before we
0: Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a fascinating issue. I think one of the reasons why it's so fascinating is because, um, to my knowledge, and I've been writing about tattoo copyright for over 10 years, um, and I don't uh, claim to profess being a, an expert in any way on intellectual property and copyright, but I have been writing a lot about copyright and tattoos. Um, it's interesting because there's no direct case law on it. There have been cases brought um, a, a number of cases brought involving tattoos and copyright tattoos on the body and copyright um, but they 've all settled so there so there's no oh, definitive law so i can't i can't tell you um, that this is the law and this is how things go down um, The first thing I will say before I discuss this case is uh, because it's such a gray area, I would suggest to performers that when they get tattoos to have a conversation with their artist and and I think conversations avoid lawsuits. You know, uh, just talk about it. You know, I'm a performer. I'm going to be on stage. I make money off of my image. You know? Um, I mean, the greatest thing that would happen is there's a signed written an agreement where, um, the tattooist says, okay, I relinquish all rights. I assign any rights I may have had in the design to you and you own it a hundred percent. Um, and there's that. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's an awkward conversation, I think, to have, but more and more as as these issues um, are discussed, it's it's not as weird anymore to have this conversation. Ten years ago, it was weird to have this conversation. Now, in light of this Mike Tyson tattoo case and all these other issues uh, coming up, I I don't think it's a bad idea to be like, you know what, I want to be able to do whatever I want with this. You know, how do you feel? Would you be comfortable assigning the rights uh, to me um, and just having that agreement? Or... Um, you know, we make an agreement where we're both joint owners in the work. You know, and if somebody wants to do something, you would get half of whatever I made off of it. I mean, there's all these different agreements. I would say the big issue is who owns the tattoo. Mm. Is it the artist? Is it the the client? Is it both of them? I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would say they're, it's a joint ownership work because tattoos tend to be very collaborative. I'm yeah. talking, I should say, I'm talking about custom tattoos. I'm not talking about if you want it, flash. Sure, you yeah. you pick something off the wall and that's that, you know. I'm talking about think, custom tattoos that were that were drawn specifically for you. Um, and this issue arose in this Mike Tyson tattoo case. Now, prior to this case, um, there were issues, uh, for example, um and there was a Nike ad with in, where Rashid Wallace a basketball player his tattoos were recreated in the Nike ad and he talked about the tattoos and and they kind of the whole focus of the ad was his tattoos so wow. his tattoo artist uh, filed suit against against Rashid Wallace and Nike saying hey you know you paid for the music in that ad and you paid everybody in that ad but the tattoo artist. Yeah. That ended up settling that's one of the first cases I heard of and then there was an issue with David Beckham uh, having his two tattoos also be a very prominent part of an ad um, and that was in the UK and, and that was also settled and an agreement was made there. Um, with this Mike Tyson tattoo case I think people uh this is not about Mike Tyson showing his tattoo in the film. Obviously it was never an issue in the first hangover. The issue arose when you take that design, when you took his tattoo and placed it on another medium, Mm. Ed Helm's face Mm -hmm. in the movie. And then it was on all the posters. And then like that tattoo was a plot point in that film. You know, he wakes up in Thailand and has this tattoo on his face and it's, and it's funny. And, but the idea was the tattoo artist was you know his argument was when you took that tattoo off of Mike Tyson and placed it on another medium, you you violated the cop my copyright, um, oh. just as for example, if you have a, in that in one of the scenes, if there is a painting in the scene, you would have to pay you know, you would have to pay, a, you know, some kind of licensing fee or, or some right uh, to show that painting in the film. So what made you think you couldn't do that for the tattoo? So there was kind of like, really? You're not respecting the rights of tattoo artists? Why? Because you don't think they're sophisticated enough? Mm-hmm. Um, even the, the craziest thing about this case, though, was that, okay, let me give you some background. So Mike Tyson walks into uh, Victor Whitmill, the tattoo artist shop, right, and wants like, Something on his face, like like a deck of cards on his face, like something something else. Okay. And so Whitmill says, you know what, let's do something that's gonna kind of flow with you know the shape of your face and, and draws this kind of tribal inspired design. Draws it freehand and and creates a unique work for Mike Tyson. Then this dude, super smart, has Mike Tyson sign a piece of paper that says, You own the rights. Oh, that, uh, wow. to the tattoo. Mike Tyson signs away the rights to this tattoo. Never happens, you know. So this guy, if I was a lawyer, in this, and 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 he had a fantastic lawyer, Whitmell, um, but that's like a pretty, it's a pretty good case. You know, you have this agreement here that says I own the yeah. tattoo. Um, and so uh, they tried to, uh, you know, um, stop the film from showing, and uh, so they filed a preliminary injunction. And the judge said, you know what, it's going to cause some problems to theater owners and, and the greater good um, would not be served by, by stopping this movie from opening until we decided the case. But she basically said, I strongly suggest that you guys come to an agreement because she said uh, tattoos do get copyright protection if it falls under, um, you know, the copyright uh Copyright law, it's an original mm. work, and, and all these and all these other elements, uh, and she didn't think it would be parody. You know, she they they put all these parody defenses. She's like, I'm not really buying this parody defense here, too. So y'all better think about settling this because this is not going to go well for you, Warner Brothers. You know, and uh, exactly. And so soon afterwards, it settled uh, for an undisclosed amount, but I guarantee you, he made some money. This whole thing could have. This whole thing would never have happened if they respected the tattooist rights and said, "We're going to use this. We're going to use it in a separate medium. Uh, can we license the rights to the design? And we'll and we'll stick a credit on it. And it would have cost nothing compared to what they had to pay out in the lawsuit." Damn. One other thing I want to mention is the NFL is is really starting to talk about tattoos because again, a lot of these ad campaigns uh, show the tattoos prominently, so they're telling these. Um, these players, you know, you really need to go out and get these, uh, and get these contracts. Make a contract with these tattooists saying wow. that we own, that the players own the rights to the tattoos, and not the tattoo artists because they're afraid of these issues coming up. But I was laughing because I'm like, who is notorious for like really bad tattoos? Like. <laughs> The NFL and the NBA are just Dude, celebrities. Seriously. I know. It's like, they don't even know who tattooed them, you know? Like, and I've had so many friends who are wonderful tattooists and a celebrity will walk in and they're like, I want a tattoo right now at this moment. And by the way, they don't expect to be paid. You know, I mean, they don't expect to pay because they're celebrities, of course, you know? Oh and so they're like, no, I'm working on a client. You can make an appointment and you know, and it'll cost this much and everything like that. So Who are these people who are dropping their needles and be like, sure, you know, come sit in my chair. I have all the time in the world and you don't have to pay me. Generally, you know, you're not going to get a stellar tattoo, you know, when you can just walk into any shop. So having that, that lack of impulse control and wanting it when you want it, you know, tends not to get the best tattoos. So a lot of these guys don't even know who tattooed them. So that's going to be funny to see how that plays out, if they're actually going to be able to, yeah, like, seriously. go back. And so in the end, as I mentioned before, particularly for performers, you do want to have that conversation. And if you can get an agreement, why not?
1: Yeah, yeah, especially if you're high profile. Exactly. Planning on...
0: But you may be high profile later on. So, exactly. you know, exactly. I mean, I, I have faith in all of you. So, <laughs> so, you know, or at least talk about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's an essential conversation to have. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And especially, I mean, I I imagine tattoos, I mean, as you mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, how they were illegal in New York for so long. I mean, I imagine there's a real sort of low art association Mm -hmm. with them. So why accord them the same rights or respect as, you know, somebody who did a beautiful painting hanging in a gallery or, I don't know, some other, you know, public sculpture piece?
0: Absolutely. But the good thing, you know, I'm not a huge fan of all these tattoo TV shows. Um, Please talk about that because dude, <laughs> they are blowing up. They are blowing up. I have to say that I have a lot of, I've had a number of my friends on these shows, and some of them, some of them, I, I really like. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with them because now tattoos are in everybody's living room because of these shows. So they've, so they've made tattooing uh, accessible. It, it shows tattooing as an art form because some of the tattoos made on these shows are very, very good, yeah. um, and it's educating people about tattoos to some degree. So you don't. So it's it's really. Um, so the stigma is attached with tattooing as a very uh, low form of art, or that it's you know, uh, or for you know, that's all that it's lowbrow and lowbrow people get tattoos. That's really that has flown out the window because because of what you see on t v so that's great, and the level of art that 's being shown which which is often really good that 's great. I think there's a lot of misconceptions. You cannot get a back piece in a half an hour <laughs> you oh know my God, um, not every tattoo has to have great meaning I mean like when I started getting tattoos i I believed that every single you know line on my body had to you know Be filled with like the grand meaning and 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 it's wonderful and 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 it's a good you know to mark milestones with tattooing. But at at the same time, you could get tattoos just because you like it, you know, because you like it. And um and so I think the the TV shows make it seem like you know your dog had to die before you got tattooed or anything like that. You know, that's like all these sob stories, um. But now also you have. I love. I, I tend to like the competition shows more because it's because there's a critique. Uh, there's judges saying, well, this is what makes this tattoo good. And this is what makes that tattoo bad. So I kind of like those, but the one there's like new shows that I feel are just kind of like the bad girls club, you know, or like the honey oh boo boo of, of tattoos, oh, you know, where it, it exploits like that lowest common denominator and mm-hmm. doesn't show it as an art form that those I have a problem with, mm-hmm. but you know, like in any, with anything, um, That's what sells, you know, with food shows, with fashion shows, with modeling, you know, like they always want to show kind of like that, uh, that cheesy side in a way because that's what hooks a lot of people. Um, But I'd say if you're going to, if you're going to have to choose like a a tattoo TV show, like look at the competition shows because you might take something away from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now was the first tattoo TV show, was that LA Inc.?
0: It was Miami Inc. It was Miami Inc. Yeah. I mean, first. There's, there, there was some great documentaries, and there was tons of stuff on Discovery Channel. And, um, you know, so there was always ta- there's always been tattoo shows. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a tattoo reality show, it was Miami Ink. And they had very good artists on that show. So that's what, you know, um, Chris Garver, who was on the show, was really a fabulous artist. I was a, always a big fan of him. So I like that they – and, you know, even Kat Von D, who then started L.A. Ink from that, she's a great tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like is then it became about Kat Von D getting a colonic <laughs> 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 or like skateboarding while people are getting, you know, tattoos. Like it's like, it, it, you know, it, then it became like that. No one is skateboarding around tattoo shops, you know, yeah. or there was some, you know, on on some of the shows, there were some really, really great tattoo artists who I loved, but they didn't bring the drama. So they got pushed off, you know, not necessarily pushed off, but they were not on the show. And then the others who wanted to talk about their boyfriend problems, they were on the show. So, you know, uh, I don't think the shows always represent tattooing to its best form, but I don't think TV necessarily represents tattooing, uh, anything in its best form sometimes. No, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, Who are some of your favorite tattooers? I mean, I don't know if this is a tricky question or not. It, It is not my intention to be, but just, you know, people whose art you really admire, um, I mean, you mentioned Daniel. Um, I'm just curious if there's any. And, and again, if you don't want to answer this question, I can ask another it, one. It, it's so <laughs> funny.
0: It's it's impossible for me to answer because I've done so many bo- so many books, and I've met. I've been so blessed um, to travel the world mm. and you know, um, hang out with the Maori and and, and watch this oh ancient God. art form being created and 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 continuing, and uh, and then hanging out um, with you know, Latino artists in LA and, and, uh, learn more about Latino art and, and cholo tattoo culture. And, and Damn. then, and then hang out in Paris with like very avant-garde, you know, surrealist work being done. It's just, it's impossible because there's just so much talent, which means there's no reason for you to get a bad tattoo. Right. <laughs> is thank impossible. you for It is impossible. Like, Okay, back in the day, you know, like my ex-husband is is covered in bad tattoos because he was, you know, you, again, it was it was not it was hard to go find someone who was really great. They didn't have the media, there was no internet, you know. Um, uh, he was tattooing himself to learn because he couldn't get an apprenticeship, you know. So there's a anybody um, anybody under 35, in my opinion, has no reason whatsoever. <laughs> to get a bad tattoo because you can you can read sites like needlesands.com and like find artist profiles and understand what makes a good tattoo artist. You can go online, you can see portfolios online. There are a million tattoo conventions. Every weekend throughout the world there is a tattoo convention where you can go and get amazing work from artists internationally, people coming in from uh, Taiwan and and Osaka and Belgium, you know, coming in and, and tattooing in your hometown. Um, so if you didn't want to go to a local artist, uh, you, you can get tattooed That's there. Amazing, yeah. um, and these TV shows that show people good tattooing. So I, uh, so there are a million great tattoo artists, which means there's no reason for you to get a bad tattoo. What leads to bad tattooing is lack of planning and people saying, I'm not going to pay that much money for it. Oh, wow. Um, your tattoo should cost more than your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Rule of it thumb. is. It is. If you're going to spend that much money on your phone or your camera or your laptop, that will be obsolete in a couple of years, you should actually think about how much you, you're willing to spend to put that on your body and save up because you don't need to get it now. Right. You know, you can get it a year from now. You can get it two years from now. You know, and some of the best tattoo artists have like year-long waiting lists or two-year-long waiting lists. So make that appointment and you have two years to save or you, you work in sessions and you pay per session. Yeah. Um. So, you know, um, tattoo, good tattoos cost a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's an investment. It's on you for life because I've listened, I've gotten, uh, some, a couple tattoos lasered. Uh, They were great tattoos. I should say, yeah, they were great tattoos, but I didn't have, um, this whole body project plan. Like now I'm getting a bodysuit. So they were great tattoos, but they just didn't, they could not, uh, some of the tattoos I had could be incorporated, um, in my, in the larger scale work, but others couldn't. So I got a uh, laser uh, to light them up so we can, so we can work with them. And, uh, and it's painful. I've it's heard, awful. Heard. It's expensive. It's a painstaking process. It takes a long time. So the idea that you can get tattooed and I'll just laser it off later on is ridiculous because it is not easy at all. It's better just to make good decisions. And your outside.
1: skin does not go back to what it looked like not prior to the tattoo. No, it does
0: not. Absolutely not.
1: Especially, I know um, with African American skin, they tend to keloid yes. a lot, mm-hmm. and that that can get real messy looking real fast.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Can you um, can you talk a little bit about just basic tattoo care? I know mm-hmm. that's sort of a silly question. Um, But I have seen some people get some really beautiful work and then go and lie out in the sun. Oh! Or, (laughs) you know, or even, like, while they're healing from the tattoo, you know, not moisturizing, like, everything like that. Um, If you can talk a little
0: bit about that. It's it's funny because every tattoo artist has a different aftercare. Uh, Really? Yeah. There's there's so many different methods. Um, After having a large portion of my body tattooed, I've come up with, the Litfa method, which is the leave it the fuck alone method. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so the, the way I can tell you how I heal my tattoos okay. and my high tattoos have always healed well. So, um, so I, uh, after I get tattooed, I, there's a, a thin layer of, I mean, keep in mind also that I most... I was in. I was getting tattooed for eight years in Belgium, so I was using uh, a, a Bepital, which is kind of almost like a, a like a diaper rash cream, but mm-hmm. um, but a very very thin layer of, of that. Um, in the states, I use um, uh, I use like a very very thin layer of Aquaphor, um, uh, very very thin because the skin needs to to breathe um, as it's healing. Do not. Pick at it. Do not scratch it. It's Mm going to start itching, and you're going to go crazy. Um, You definitely want to keep it clean, but don't be scrubbing it with soap all the time because it's very, uh, you know, it it can get very irritated. Um, I've seen people get, ta- you know, get tattooed on their, on their legs and then go to, you know, uh, and then go to like a Lollapalooza concert, you know, like, and be in mud, you know, and then be like, why did this get infected? You know? Oh so essentially God. don't touch it, keep it very clean, but don't over obsess about it. Do not pick and do not scratch and stay out of the sun. The sun is your, uh, is your greatest enemy, and not just when you're healing. And also, you don't want to, you don't want to go swimming, you know, right, like you don't right, want to right. be soaking that tattoo like in in chemicals or anything like that, or even salt water. Um, it it doesn't take that long to heal, so just for like you know for le- that week or so, just let it go, you know. Um, I stay because I'm very very fair, and I burn anyway. I'm constantly applying uh, SPF you know, SPF 50. And, um, and I do it all the time. And I think that's why my tattoos have, 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 have stayed well. I and mean, they, listen, they are beautiful. Thank I you. the,
1: they, the richness they have retained is, I mean, I don't know how long you've had that. I'm looking at your. These are about,
0: right uh, 11 years old. They, you know? they, so,
1: you could have had those done like two months ago,
0: but I, you know, I, if I'm in the sun, I'm constantly, constantly obsessing. And it's very funny because, uh, my boyfriend, Brian also has like a lot of tattoo work. So the two of us, when we go, go, you know, on vacation oh and we're on the God. beach, we're sitting there, like there's a good 20 minute process of slathering, <laughs> you know, it's not even sexy. It's just like, did you miss a spot, babe? I'll know if you did. You know, <laughs> you know? so like, you know, it's an investment. If you spend all this time and pain and, and, and money on it, you know, it's worth that 20 minutes to, to be, to be putting that, uh, that lotion on. But I want to say one thing, Mm -hmm. tattoos age, no matter how good you take care of it, they will age. I happen, but you also have to think about when you're getting tattooed, how it will age. So there's the spacing, the line spacing, you know, like my, Mm. um, You know Dan who tattoos me is very cognizant of like how it's gonna look when I'm you know 60 to 80 years old you know so there's the line spacing um, there's uh, the boldness to it but also some how you know he shades it with dots and how he spaces out the dots for example he's always thinking about what it's gonna look like when it's not on a uh, you know tight 40 year old body (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, so, so my artist and I, and I also think about how it looks. I'm uh, like, you know, like I'm getting a little hippie as I get older. So I'm like, so, you know, we're, we're still working on my legs. I'm like, can we just do it diagonally? So I look slimmer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, like, totally. But it's very funny because, you know, in, for example, Samoan tattooing and, um, and even in, uh, in some Maori tattooing, the, the way things flow on the body and it complements the shapes of the body. This is, this has been practiced for so long, especially in women's tattooing, how tattoos flow, you know, along with that body and complement the body. Yeah. Um, so we're always thinking about that too. But in the end, tattoos will get old. You will get old, you know, and everybody, yes, that big cliche, like, what are you going to look like when you're 80? I get this all the time. I'm like, first of all, we don't really sexualize 80 year old bodies. I wish we did, but we don't, you know? And, um, and so I will look like an 80 year old with some pretty badass tattoos. You may not be able to identify exactly what some of those tattoos are, <laughs> <laughs> but you'll kind of guess that I had some fun in my life. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and also, like I said, as I get older, I, Uh, I love tattooing as a, as a form of feeling really beautiful. And I, and, and, you know, as a lawyer, I can cover up my tattoos, uh, in a business suit. You know, I, I wear, I would, I wear suits to work anyway. So whether I was tattooed or not, I still have to, you know, follow professional dress. I don't go to court in a bikini. Um, (laughs) but you know, I would love to do my hands and I would love Mm. to do my chest and I would love to even do my neck. Um, those are going to be my retirement presents to myself. So I'm really looking forward. Uh, to getting older, and as you said, you know yourself, you know um, to then again celebrating uh, and feeling beautiful at a, late, a later stage in life. So.
1: Absolutely, and I I'm curious because I too am very fair skinned, and mm-hmm. I have had a few like, and this is I guess for anybody who has any like skin cancer scares, mm-hmm. um, because I have had some freckles, some moles, I've had a lot of stuff removed, um, some stuff tested. Pre-cancerous, but then it was cleared out. And that's, I mean, I have a father who is dark, like a Middle Eastern man who mm-hmm. grew up in the desert, and my mom is lily white like I am. <laughs> um, I clearly took after my mom. Um, and I have inflicted a huge amount of um, skin damage to myself, sun damage uh, to my skin. And so, like, I want to get tattooed on the parts of me that the sun hits. But the, the last time I went to the dermatologist, she was like, okay, no, it's good that you don't have tattoos on top of this cause, so we can track how the the moles or freckles are if they grow if they anything like that do you can you speak at all to that or do you have any experience or you personally or have heard of anybody you know who needs to keep really close tabs on the health of their skin that may get um you
0: know interrupted somewhat by tattoos it's an excellent i'm so glad you brought this up it's an excellent point i mean i have very fair skin i was burned plenty of times you know um as a as a you know as a younger person so i have you know i'm at risk uh i've had moles removed also that were precancerous but thank goodness you know uh, nothing came of that but i am very vigilant about getting skin checks um every year and uh, i know friends of mine also who are heavily tattooed they get skin checks it's the problem tattoos don't cause cancer obviously there there was like some ridiculous uh daily mail article that said you can get you know tattoos cause skin cancer it's never been shown the risk of tattoos is that you're not able you may not be able to tell when a mole is changing for example and and you may not be able to see to be where it won't be as apparent uh when you can you know detect these changes and therefore you know, get at skin cancer early on and take care of it immediately. So my, first of all, I always tell um, people that, uh, heavily tattooed people, they must get a very, they must get skin checks regularly uh, by dermatologists. And um, it's funny because... I when I go get my checks I have a great derm and uh and she's you know it's about touching also and looking at the moles and yeah. and seeing everything and she she's so vigilant about it and and so I'm very lucky so I just I guess it is just get a really good dermatologist who's not going to shove you out the door in 15 minutes who will take that time and look but also be you know be very aware of your own body as well and if you see a mole watch it and see yeah. how it can change because under a lot of ink not going to be as you know it is a risk to some degree yeah. um, although we're not seeing there hasn't been any study so far that shows that there's a higher incidence of skin cancer of tattooed people because they're not being able to monitor um right. you know moles for example and, and regularly yeah but with anything you just want to be on top of uh your health yeah you know absolutely the most important thing. absolutely apparently the all of
1: the the most serious sun damage you get is from age zero to 18. Yep. So and everything mm-hmm. afterwards is just maintaining, you know, good health. Right. So, wow. Um, well, we, we we are almost in an hour. Is there wow. anything else? Wow, that am I so quickly. 53 minutes. Woohoo! <laughs> I could talk forever, girl. I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I want to keep talking to you forever. Is there anything that you would like to talk about or mention before we bring this particular interview to a close? We've hit all those.
0: Wonderful, nerdy topics. I love the tattoo <laughs> law stuff. I love it. Um, I love uh, talking about tattoo women so that was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important thing that the thing that what drives me, what makes me want to you know write my blog every day I mean keep in mind my day job is a lawyer, so I wake up. I do my blog before I go to work, and what? yeah, and wow. then, or I or I'll plan it the night before. I always have some stuff pre-planned, but you know, like I I wake up and I love to write about this stuff, and my blog has always been like, look at this cool shit I found, you know. So it's always been like a fun thing. It's a labor of love. It's not a labor of profit, and um, so and sharing whether it be like artist interviews or 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 news and tattoos in the news and discussing that. Um, but what drives that site and what drives my books and, and these lectures is tattooing as an art form. So if I can impart anything, it's um, to look at tattoos seriously, to look at it artistically. Um, and if you're choosing it for yourself, have it be the best expression of the best of who you are. Yeah. And, and that's the most important thing. Very cool. Very cool. Now, where can people find you? You can buy me at the corner. So <laughs> you're asking people to touch your tattoos. I'm like, you like this baby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well... I can be found on my blog at needlesandsins.com. By the way, the sins is because it's not, there's nothing sinful. Um, I'm not, uh, in pasties, although, you know, maybe one day mm-hmm. you'll find, but, uh, but it's because it was a play on, uh, everybody used to say you're going to hell if you get all those tattoos. So it's the sinners and all of us. So it's needlesandsins.com. Uh, and, uh, and I can also be found in, in the hearts and minds of tattoo lovers everywhere. I love it. I love it. And where can people buy
1: your amazing books?
0: Um, there's links to my books on NeedlesAndSins.com, and then also uh, you can check them out. Like Tattoo World uh, is on Amazon.com. Amazing.
1: Thank Marissa, you, darling. I love you, Thank I love you, you so more. much. Mwah. This is you the best. Thanks all. <laughs>
0: Have you met Lydia? Lydia, the and our muscles start relaxing, up the hill comes Andrew Jackson. Lydia, oh, Lydia, that encyclopedia, oh, Lydia, the queen of them all. For to bit she will do a mazurka in jazz with a view of
1: Niamh. there you have it, folks, the wonderful Marisa And you can check her out at needlesandsins.com. It is exactly as it sounds. Uh, And just to give you a little background on the blog, it was founded in 2009, and it is a blog that focuses on tattoos, tattooing, visual art, music, graffiti, Culture and so, so, so much more. Marisa and as well as her contributors have posted some fabulous artist profiles. If you are interested in getting tattooed, if you want to go a bit deeper into any particular artist's practice, um, you can check out the artist profiles on there. And also, she has some fascinating articles about the legalities regarding tattoos and tattoo culture, as we discussed, the issue of copyright, um, as well as so, so, so much more. Uh, Recently, there was a great article in the New York Times about uh, a famous tattooer here in the city who was underground for years, and I apologize, I am not remembering his name off the top of my head, but you can absolutely see it on her website. And again, buy her books, go check it out, go on Amazon. Hell, use our portal to go check out her books on Amazon. That way, you will be benefiting both Marisa and myself. And we both thank you in advance. All right, guys, that's it for now. Have a wonderful week. And I look forward to bringing you another ACE podcast next week. Take care. Lots of love. Bye.